The SEC rules make it clear, if it hasn't been clear already, that cybersecurity must be prioritized within organizations and at the highest levels of organizations. Sometimes what happens in a company is it gets very insular and they say, oh, we're fine. And it's only because they haven't looked around all the corners and realized that they are not fine. Hi, I'm Doug Thompson, and today on Let's Converge, we're talking the SEC, New Cybersecurity Rules and Controversy. Now, I got to tell you, I live in Texas, so maybe that's why I'm quick to see things as a showdown. It's high noon, and somebody's got to win. But that's what it feels like sometimes. There's tension between the government and private enterprise, especially when it comes to cybersecurity. It's like Friday night lights, and the two best high school teams are battling it out for the championship. The latest dust-up between companies and the feds is over a set of new rules proposed this year by the SEC. If approved, the rules will regulate how companies manage risk and respond to cyber attacks. One controversial rule would require companies to report cyber attacks within four days of being deemed a material incident. Another stipulates that companies will have to disclose certain cybersecurity procedures they have in place in order to prove, well, that they do, in fact, have procedures in place. The government insists that the only way they can get a handle on skyrocketing cyber threats is to know what's happening to companies and force them to take cybersecurity seriously. While that may sound good to some, my guest today says that, eh, it's not quite that simple. Judith Germano is a former federal prosecutor and a distinguished fellow at NYU's Center for Cybersecurity, as well as an adjunct professor at the university's School of Law. Judy recently convened an expert panel to discuss the SEC's proposals, an all-woman expert panel, by the way, and we'll get to that. But first, how are you doing, Judy? Very well, Doug. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I want to jump right into this. Your law firm advises companies and boards about cybersecurity risk and regulatory compliance. So I know you're in the thick of this, and I imagine you're having the same conversation with a lot of concerned board members, saying, look, if you haven't started taking cybersecurity seriously, It's the fourth quarter, you're behind by a touchdown, and the clock's running out. Because the SEC is really looking to tighten the reins on these new proposals, aren't they? Well, the SEC actually has been issuing guidance on uh, cybersecurity issues for a number of years. But this new guidance that they're proposing now is very significant in terms of what they're asking companies to do. These new rules that they have, though, they've sort of gotten everybody's feathers ruffled up. Uh, you know, particularly the requirement that, uh, you know, they have to report within four days, which I think is a good idea. I always think transparency is better than trying to hide things. But some say you have no business doing this. This is overreach. What do you think about that? The four-day reporting requirement is a little bit troubling. You know, companies have to report within four days of determining that an incident is material. And the issue really is how they have to report and to whom. It's a public filing, an 8K report which alone can often take a significant amount of effort for a company to do. And if they're in the context of responding to a cybersecurity incident, within four days of knowing its material, you still may need to have that time to notify others who are impacted by the breach, such as customers or partners or um, others in your supply chain, and also to make sure that the breach is addressed that the vulnerability has been uh, closed off. And so to have to also divert resources within an organization to then make formal SEC filings about it and make sure investors know within such a short turnaround, I think in some ways can actually impede cybersecurity 
One, because it's diverting resources from the issue. Two, because it may cause some companies to hold off on determining something is material and not tell uh, potentially impacted customers in that way as soon as they should. And I think in that way, it could really undercut cybersecurity. I understand the government's frustration. Too often, companies want to keep something like this quiet. But I don't know, is, is the SEC the best organization to be overseeing this? Well, I would not say they are the best. I'd say that they're one of, of many you know, in the government who are seeking to address cybersecurity. Yeah. So uh, the SEC certainly carries a lot of weight and gets attention for publicly traded companies and SEC regulated entities. So from their perspective, you know, it's, it's important for them to weigh in on cybersecurity because they know that companies will listen because they carry a, a big stick. You mentioned the public companies, and which is is a sort of a nice segue. Why, you know, do private companies have to follow these rules as well? No. So, so this the rules apply. Well, mostly no, I should say. <laughs> the the rules apply to SEC regulated entities, so publicly traded companies or uh, companies who are registered with the SEC, such as uh, registered broker dealers or financial advisors. But what is interesting is as we see more and more regulations come out, including these proposed rules, they can be used as a benchmark and a point of reference for other companies who may not be specifically regulated by the SEC, but in other litigation, understanding what are the best practices, what are the appropriate timeframes for disclosure, and using those as reference um, is one of the things that we might expect to be coming out. Another proposed rule by the SEC would force boards to disclose their cyber policies and procedures. Now, this concerns me a little bit. I mean, it's like in baseball. If, if I can steal your pitcher's signs, I know what pitch is coming. It makes it a lot easier for me to get a hit. If hackers know what policies and procedures are in place, they'll know what to work around. Yes, it's a good point that you make. And the rule about disclosing the policies and procedures with regard to managing cybersecurity risk has, it, there are pluses and minuses with that, Doug. I, I'd say on one hand, you know, the benefit or the intention is to encourage companies to have good cybersecurity processes in place because they have to disclose what they're doing. And we're unfortunately seeing far too many companies fail to sufficiently prioritize cybersecurity and proactive cybersecurity measures. And on the other hand, though, there is a real risk of exposing the low-hanging fruit, making it easier for attackers uh, to know which companies to target if they don't have the right processes in place at the time. So we're going to need some direction and be careful how we walk the line of giving information about what responsible steps entities are taking to manage cybersecurity, and they all should be doing that by this point, but many still are not. But at the same time, while giving those steps and discussing the process, not revealing the code to the safe, you know, or giving away too much to let hackers find their way in too easily. Yeah, that's that's always a delicate uh, balance. So uh, assuming these things are approved or you know, some flavor of them are approved on this, how do we as a board member, how would I start getting prepared? What what I need to do? Because we have to have there's got to be some strategy involved and in getting the right people and things in place. 
Yes. So for a board, the SEC rules make it clear, if it hasn't been clear already, that cybersecurity must be prioritized within organizations and at the highest levels of organizations. So we're at a point now where we need people on the board who understand cybersecurity and the right questions to ask regarding cybersecurity and what management is doing to appropriately consider and manage cyber risk as part of overall enterprise risk. In terms of specific steps that companies and boards should be taking, it needs to be proactive, understanding what threats the company or organization faces, what systems are in place in terms of very basic practices, such as multi-factor authentication, firewalls, regular update and patch management practices, And who's the team? Are there sufficient financial resources and human resources dedicated to cybersecurity? And are they all talking to each other? And to figure that out, I think it's important to have good internal assets and also look to external advisors as well for briefings and updates. Because sometimes what happens in a company is it gets very insular and they say, oh, we're fine. And it's only because they haven't looked around all the corners and realized that they are not fine. So it's good to have third party audits and checks as well uh, to make sure that there aren't holes in cybersecurity that need to be addressed quickly. Well, I, I think you hit upon a, an important point because a lot of times there are things where we have to self attest or self report, hey, we did this, we've got this in place. But Having a third party, a neutral third party, so to speak, to validate that you are doing what you're saying, doing, I think it's very important. I think it is very helpful. And and companies are at different levels of maturity with regard to cybersecurity. Some have really detailed and terrific teams and others need to rely more heavily on uh, outsourcing of cybersecurity. And there are ways technologically that they can reduce their threat profile through using reputable cloud service providers and ensuring that there's sufficient basic cybersecurity protocols. Like I mentioned, multi-factor authentication, strong password management uh, practices to the extent they're using passwords and, and other options like that. But I do think it's important, maybe not that it's required, but that companies consider What internal and external resources do they have? And are they not just spending money on cybersecurity, but is it smart spend that makes sense to best protect the company? And then, of course, is it documented? Because when the attacks do happen, they may have to address it to the SEC, to investors, to uh, third parties or customers or litigants. So it's important to document good cybersecurity practices proactively and then in a response as well. You mentioned that you know boards, and, and I've, I've seen this a lot, they typically don't have a lot of technical expertise. I think some of it's because they can't or haven't been able to attract it in the past. Why do you think that is? Cybersecurity is a growing and difficult issue. And I think for boards, some of them have great cybersecurity expertise and others have room to grow and improve in that area. And I think part of the issue, Doug, is that there's a shortage in terms of good cybersecurity talent and not just people who say that they know cybersecurity, but who actually have worked in the field and understand the threats. And not always from a technological perspective, though that's a critical part of it, but it's an interdisciplinary challenge. So you need to understand governance and procedure and protocols of cybersecurity, as well as 
you know, necessary technological steps or the questions to ask to ensure that those are being addressed. And having strong leadership and crisis management skills are also important for cybersecurity professionals. And that's an area where there's high, high demand and a bit of a talent gap. You mentioned the talent gap. It's been tough for companies to fill cybersecurity jobs, period, and particularly challenging to find women for these roles. This is important to me. I have daughters and granddaughters, and I've always encouraged them to pursue any field that they want, even if it wasn't traditionally thought something that girls should do. Now, I notice your law firm is women-owned and operated, and you chair an all-woman cybersecurity panel. So this isn't impossible, but how do we bring more women into the field? I think there's a lot of things that are being done and a lot more work to be done to increase the cybersecurity pipeline generally, and in particular with women and and underrepresented persons in cybersecurity. One of the things that I've been doing is since 2016, I've created and run the Women Leaders in Cybersecurity programming at NYU, and we bring together thought leaders and executives in cybersecurity from business and government and academia and substantive panel discussions. But it's a way to show that there are a number of really terrific, knowledgeable and experienced women in the field. Because what happens is all too often people will turn to the the usual folks that they know. And um, th- and then those are the same people who are getting put on panels or putting in consideration for jobs. And it's important to look a little bit further and realize that there are a lot of amazing women and, and underrepresented persons or groups who are also involved and, and to make that extra step. The other thing, in addition, is to focus on training Uh, the next generation of leaders. And companies can do that within their organization, even if someone may not have the exact cybersecurity experience, but is smart and talented and, and a good team player to give them the training and the skills and the support necessary to grow into the roles. I think that's also important. And that's another part of my work at NYU, where I teach in executive education programming, including the Masters in Cybersecurity Risk and Strategy Program, which is a joint collaboration between the law faculty and the engineering school to help train these next generation of cybersecurity leaders and executives who are currently in the field, but looking to advance into leadership roles. How do we sort of get employees to to think differently about, you know, that not maybe not originally thought of a cybersecurity as a career. I'm, I'm not in that field. I don't like to code. I'm, I don't look good in a hoodie. How do we encourage those people to sort of get into this? That's a terrific question, Doug, because one of the really important things is to recognize that cybersecurity is an interdisciplinary challenge that requires diverse perspectives and diverse experience. So there are so many different skill sets that go into a good cybersecurity professional, and we need people from very different backgrounds to consider how they can help in this cause and in this field, and also to appreciate the great job opportunities there. We need folks who are good leaders and can keep a strong head in crisis and manage a team 
understand business strategy and governance. Some of those people may or may not understand technical details of cybersecurity or the engineering components of it. And then there are folks who are incredibly skilled engineers who may not see themselves necessarily in leadership or business or board roles. And they also need to understand what are the tools and important pieces to bring to the table for them. And so I think that from many different backgrounds, there's really great opportunity uh, to work in cybersecurity and to help both in in organizations and government and to serve on on boards in cybersecurity for people who understand this interdisciplinary approach and can bring different perspectives, but also be sufficiently comfortable to say, what are the parts that they don't understand? Where do they need more education and training? Or where would they rely on an external advisor or expert to help fill some gaps in knowledge? No, that's a great point. It takes a team. It truly takes a team to do this. The other thing that's changed over the years is that companies are so often judged and facing enforcement actions or civil lawsuits, not necessarily on the fact that they were breached, but the fact of how did they handle the incident? Did they have the right communication strategy internally and externally? Were they sufficiently cognizance of how who needed to be notified on what time frame did they do the necessary steps for example it might be reaching out to law enforcement coordinating with law enforcement uh, working with partners and customers in the right way to be sufficiently transparent about what was going on and what happened that's a key component but at the same time you need to protect the organization and be responsible in terms of managing the vulnerabilities in time to not make a situation worse. That requires good judgment and good leadership. It sounds like you're saying everybody should, and I firmly believe this too, that you should assume that you are going to be breached and plan accordingly. What would you do and run through these exercises as opposed to, well, we've got good things in place. It'll never happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we've said that for a long time and we're hoping that companies understand, you know, it's a it's just a question of when and accepting that will help in the crisis. We can spend less time on the the blame and the fear and just say, well, here it is today. What are we going to do about it? How quickly can we right the ship, uh, respond to the incident and focus on protecting our customers and stakeholders and organization, and especially the the information data and systems that might be implicated as well. And I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Judy, thanks for your time and your insight. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Doug. Great speaking with you. I've been talking to Judith Germano of NYU Center for Cybersecurity. If you're a board member or company executive, You can learn more about the SEC's proposed new rules at Tanium's new online cyber news magazine. You can also check out an ongoing series of articles about how boards are facing up to rising cyber challenges and greater federal oversight. Just go to Tanium.com. And to hear more conversations with today's top security leaders, make sure to subscribe to Let's Converge on your favorite podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you love this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing more cyber insights on the next episode of Let's Converge.